Welcome back to the Outreach Project family. This is Josh. This is Zach. And this is Seth. Welcome, Seth. Thank you. You excited to be here? Or how yeah. you feeling? Yeah, feeling good. Yeah, so just a little backstory. Seth uh, approached us one day, Sunday morning, said, hey, I like your guys' stuff. Keep it up. We're like, hold on, wait. You listen. <laughs> <laughs> so that was really cool. Um, so if you listen, please let us know. It's kind of encouraging. Um, and then they'll ask you to be uh, on the podcast. So yeah, immediately hey. after, I'm like, all right, well, now we need your phone number. And <laughs> You're getting on the, getting on the next episode. Which you don't have to, but we would love many people to be on here. But For yeah, sure. yeah. Why do you enjoy the show? I know we talked a little before mm-hmm. this, but yeah, no, I think it's cool. Um, uh, like I said a little bit in my line of work, I one of the things I really enjoy is getting to know people and getting to uh, meet new people. And in a larger church, that can be harder to do sometimes to get to know everyone. Um, especially, I'll meet people at the bank sometimes and. They'll talk to me and they'll say something about me looking familiar. And as we keep talking, we find out they go to First Church, but, mm-hmm. you know, we didn't actually know each other from that. So I like hearing different people's stories and getting to know them, even though I've just, you know, maybe said hi or maybe I don't even know who they are. Yeah. Yeah. So you want to start off maybe a brief introduction, who you are, what yeah. you do, yep. fun, hobbies? Yes. So um, uh, my name is Seth Hicks and I am married to Addie and we have one child. Her name is Trinity. She is three and a half now. Um, lived in Columbia City my entire life. Um, I love it. I don't have any plans to leave. Almost all of our families here. You you graduated from Columbia City. Mm-hmm. Two thousand nine. Did Addie as well? Yep. Okay. Yep. Two thousand eleven. So okay. We got well. Wait. Yeah. Yeah. Two thousand eleven. Yep. Because we started dating after I was out of high school, and then we got married. It's actually the week before she graduated. We got married, so because she technically graduated early, so she wasn't in school. So huh. yeah, mm. so Crazy. it's really weird when it's like, okay, when she walks, are they going to say her married name? It was it was a whole thing. What did they say? I, I don't remember now, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was. Uh, um, I'm trying to think. I I've been in church my whole life. I grew up. I've gone to obviously a few different churches, but uh, both my parents are uh, Christian. I do come from a split family. So my, when I was born, my mom and dad were not married. They were never actually, you know, married or anything. Um, but I, compared to a lot of other people in those situations, I'm very lucky because I got basically two loving families <laughs> to grow yeah. up and to split my time yeah. between. So I had a pretty uh, good childhood overall with that. And uh, yeah, on my mom's side, I'm the oldest of eight kids. So I come from a Holy very cow. large family on that side. Yes. Eight? Yes, hence why um, I want to, we have one, and that's that's it. We plan on only having one. So, yeah. Yep. Uh, excuse me, I'll have a table for 10? Yeah, no, so sometimes my mom will be like, oh, for my birthday, let's, uh, you know, do you guys want to go out to eat? And it's just, yes, mom, for you, we can we can all go out to eat. And it is, we get like four tables. It's, yeah, yep. That's okay. crazy. Wow. And then as everyone gets older, only one of my siblings is married so far, because um, there's eight years between me and the next oldest, so some of them are still oh, okay. at home. But as they get married and have, we all have kids and stuff, it's going to get, yeah, it's going to get crazy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we'll have a table for 20, please. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's rent the restaurant. It'll, it'll get there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That'll, That'll be, be cool, though. Yeah. Yeah. Very different. Yeah. And it's it's weird, you know, from a big family, from being the oldest and then being, there being an eight-year gap between me and the next one. It's not... I don't know. It's not I would say it feels like a, a standard sibling relationship, but mm-hmm. as they're all getting older now, it's kind of cool because that's forming a bit more. Because I feel like once you get like 
18, 20, in your early 20s, like, age is a little less relevant. Yeah. You know, as far as life experience, we're all, we understand, you know, having a job and doing these things and taking responsibility. So it's, I'm getting to have more of that now with some of my siblings. So that's cool. Yeah. Instead of, you're like, oh, I just got off my shift. And they're like, oh, I learned uh, algebra. Yeah, the exactly. Clear exactly. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, shoot. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What do you do for fun? So for fun, um, lots of like nerd things. So I would say reading, uh, video games and, uh, board games, have a group of guys get together and play board games with. And that's, those are my big things. I would say, I don't, you know, some people like to have a whole bunch of different hobbies. They do things. I'm very, very specialized. So what about music? Music? Yes. It's so weird. Music for me is, I always, I'll joke and say that like, I wasn't meant to be a musician. I'm not super creative but i love music is really it's a church thing and a little bit of a social thing for me too so like i love worship and i love expressing worship that way and then um i love playing with other people but on my own it's like actually it's very hard for me to practice or do music on my own because that's not where it's at um even in a worshipful sense i would much rather listen to worship music personally and on my own than actually play my own it's yeah how'd you get into it then um, so the church, uh, the main church I grew up at, um, there was some of my best friends played music. And so I was like, sure, I'll start playing, playing bass. And, uh, yeah, we all did that. My best friends growing up, I mean, Landon was one of them. So me and okay. Landon have been friends since middle school. Um, he's always been the drummer. I've always been the bass player. That's been, we've done that literally our, the majority of our lives. We have uh, played cool. music together. So, um, that's kind of what it was. And it's just that we, we all played on the worship team and that was, uh, yeah, that was what we did. So it's something we always did together. So yeah, it's a little bit more of a, a, yeah, like just a social thing. I've always associated music with worship from that standpoint, whenever I play music. So circling, we, we've done other stuff, but circling back a little bit, what's your top worship song right now? Um, God song by Hillsong. It's one of my favorites right now. You want to give us a little lyric? I don't um yeah so the it's the leading up to the like the bridge that they repeat a bunch it's like three or four completely different verses so i don't have any of those words memorized but i like songs like that because it gives you more it's almost like reading a psalm or scripture or something but it's uh what is the bridge it's because i'm not going to sing it acapella right now Uh, (laughs) my god is the one and only god whoever was and is to come forever worthy of my song and I think okay. that I think that was the line that sealed the song for me when that came out. I'm like, "Yep, this song is just in it." They repeat that forever, and it's just, yeah, I love cool. it. Cool. Yeah. Do you only play bass? I play um, acoustic in emergency circumstances. Um, I am. I would say I'm the like the fifth string acoustic player. If there's no one else, I've told Holly I was like, I will step in if you need it. Um, I've helped out with youth on acoustic a few times. Oh. Um, it's just. Not my primary instrument, but I have one and I practice it and can do the basic stuff. But bass is mainly what I play. And I've uh, actually, as Holly's had me lead vocally, I've learned that I do, I actually like not having an instrument. I like just singing. It's, uh, I <laughs> was terrified the first time I did it because I thought not having an instrument, like you're used to your instrument, like protecting you. Feels empty. Yeah, it feels empty. And I loved it. I was able to be a lot more free and move around. And yeah, so from a worship perspective, I actually was completely okay not having an instrument but yep bass is pretty much it did you grow up singing no that was actually um so i i have like nothing but amazing things to say about holly she's been a huge um 
from a leadership perspective, I've learned so much from her and that I just approached her one day and uh, said, Hey, I've always desired to do this. I've just never, I don't know where to start. I've never done it. And I've just been scared to honestly. And so she met with me a few times and the very first time, I don't know, we did like, I did like sang half of a song and she's like, Oh, I know what's what your problem is. And I was like, what's that? She's like, you have zero confidence. <laughs> and she's like, you are just, you're not singing out. You're too afraid. You're too timid. And so we kind of worked on that. And then one day she just made me start singing, singing songs to other people around. It's kind of how it went. So cool. Yeah. So this is the first place I've ever really led, uh, led worship or done any of that. So yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So let's, uh, transition a little bit. Okay. Um, actually I have a quick question. I want to interrupt oh. here. I don't want to interrupt a flow. This is actually for you, Zach. Ooh. So I have heard, um, I don't know if this is just at work or not, but you have a nickname. <laughs> and I, I have a lot of nicknames. <laughs> and I would love to know, uh, it seems like this is the main one, and I would love to know the background of that nickname, if you want to share that with the audience. Um, <laughs> wait, wait, what, what nickname are you? Uh, Big Sexy is what okay. I heard. Yeah. So <laughs> that is a nickname that was... Given to me by coworker Toad, um, I'm not joking. I, I just I worked there for probably five or four four months before I actually got the nickname. But just one morning, I walked into the mudroom to get started for the day, and Toad just screams out, "What's up, big sexy?" And from then on, that's all I've been called. That's amazing. I don't I don't know if they actually know my real name anymore. <laughs> I think it's it's just that name. Oh, that's great. So I work with Amanda Sampson. Yeah. So her husband, Nolan, uh, enlightened me uh, to that. So I, I figured I had to ask you. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I've had that ever since. That's awesome. Wow, you're, you got street cred now. It's, it's actually uh, leaked out into our young adult small group. I was wondering if it's gone. <laughs> because one, one, of, one of my coworkers started coming to that. And so he still calls me that because that's what he calls me at work. That's well, great. then, so everybody there knows it. It's, it's just gone wild. That's amazing. Okay, sorry. No, I, just, I just had to ask that. So, you're you're being chatted at. Hold on, you're being chatted about at the bank. Nice. Happens sometimes. <laughs> all right. Sorry. Continue. No, all good. What do you uh, do for work? So I am a banker at Chase Bank. So I, um, uh, my main job is just meeting with clients that come into the bank that have more complex needs than just a depositor or withdrawal. So I help them, whether it's managing their finances, um, opening up a new accounts, getting them to like a financial advisor or um, a home lending uh, advisor, business accounts, all of that. So I'm kind of the main person to start that process. And then we have people who specialize in stuff that'll get them to if I need to. But I have a book of clients that I manage. So they'll be like assigned to me. And my goal is to like build relationships with them and get to know them better. And basically help them in whatever way I can financially. Okay. And how'd you get into that? So yeah, that's, that's a good question. Um, very randomly actually. So when I graduated high school, I knew I didn't want to go to school because I had no idea what I wanted to do. And I was like, all I knew was, I was like, I'm not spending any money if I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, okay. and so I didn't go to school. And at the time, my pastor's wife and youth pastor's wife both worked at Chase Bank in Columbia City. So I got a job there as a teller and ended up going to work in insurance for a bit, then went to work for another bank. And then my 
manager at the time is still the manager at this branch. And she reached out to me and said they had a banker position open up and said I should apply. And hmm. now it's uh, this year will be 10 years. So, wow. Yep. Worked out. I love hmm. I get to work in my hometown. I get to meet people that, uh, you know, just, I mean, in Columbia City, it's it's just a couple questions and you can make a connection with someone. Uh, so people that knew my parents and uh, people that knew my gr- grandparents graduated with them. So it's it's cool and fun to make those connections. And uh, um, yeah, and I, yeah, I really enjoy that part of it. There's, you know, there's still things that I don't enjoy about it as well. But um, overall, getting to interact with people, I have a really good boss, really good coworkers. And I, there's just yeah, no, I was like, outside of that, there's certain parts of the job that, you know, and I think that's almost any job you're going to be like, ugh, you know, I, I don't like this. I don't want to do this, but um, it's a great work environment. So yeah. I really like it. But yeah, I love getting to talk to people and get to know people. And that's, uh, yeah, makes my days enjoyable. Is that what, I mean, you'd imagine yourself doing when you graduate That's it. No, I, that's, I literally had no idea. That's yeah. the thing. I was like, I don't know what I want to do. And, uh, like, cause it, the, so I grew up a little more background on this. I grew up in a uh, Pentecostal church, which I, nothing really like bad to say about that. I enjoyed my, my mom and that family still go there. Um, and so I feel like I learned a lot of my like love for worship and things like that. But the one thing is in the youth group, it was like, everyone was called into ministry and, uh, you know, my, my stepdad was, I mean, he was a, he worked at the post office. He is. He's one of the city mail carriers still. And like, mm-hmm. so like, okay, not everyone's called into ministry. Like there's, there's other things that, that people will do. Um, I think, I uh, rephrase that. We are all, I think, called into ministry yeah. to an extent. We're not all called into a full-time ministry. Um, you or know, a church job. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. We are, we are called into, uh, I think, different things. And because I was like, there's people that you will be able to reach and you'll be able to do God's work in other ways in your communities by not being a pastor, you know, there's so, but that was a thing that was a little bit weird. So it felt like, well, you had to do that. You had to be a pastor. You had to do this thing or this thing. And so that was a little bit confusing for me, I think, uh, as I graduated, but no, I definitely wouldn't say this is what I imagine myself doing, but I've, uh, you know, I've really learned to love it. And I'm, I always want to stay open-handed to what God has for me. Um, cause I can get very, very stuck. I very much like security. I like things to be the same. I like to plan things out. Um, so I have to work extra hard to be open for if God does want me to do something different that I'm listening for that. Cause it would be very easy for me to ignore that. Hmm. Do you have any examples of you listening? Um, Hmm. Uh, the uh, leading worship. Okay. I was, I mean, I was beyond like, I was beyond terrified to talk to Holly about it initially. I just felt like that was something that I was supposed to pursue and and grow in. Mm-hmm. Um, we also had an, and I think it's a lot of things in, it's actually in ministry areas to grow. We did a prayer and worship class, um, the leadership track and the worship team. And it was me, Holly, Ryan, and Ben all did sessions. And that was another growing, I'd never taught a class before. And I learned that I, I've always enjoyed teaching things to people that I feel like I'm an expert on. Um, I feel like I've always been surrounded by pastors and people that are in full-time ministry. So I've felt maybe a little inferior in like my Bible knowledge. And yeah. so I've always felt like, oh, well, I can't teach that. I'm not like qualified. And it's like, okay, well, what makes, you know, someone qualified to do that? And so that was a, that was a big stretch for me too. And that was very much listening to God. And I, I really, really enjoyed it. So that's something I'm 
me and Addy have talked about doing more of whether we taught a class or something like that, but I, I really enjoyed teaching. Okay. Yeah. What are you, uh, what are you involved in with maybe a small group or? So our, we just did a small group that we just ended. Um, it was about a year and a half, two years. Um, and that was the plan when we started it, um, that we were going to do it. You know, we had said one to two years and that one just kind of ended me and Addy and, uh, Jason and Val Guype led that one. So we had four other couples that were in that. So we did a couple books, some um, books of the Bible studies, a few different things. And, uh, yeah. And so that one just ended and we're kind of in an in-between state right now. So I'm obviously on the worship team. Um, the worship team in between services, we kind of have a very informal small group. So mm-hmm. every, even if I'm not on the team, I still go to that every Sunday. Sometimes it's just mm. hanging out and chit chat. Sometimes, you know, someone will have a, a very deep question prepared or we'll watch, you know, videos of other worship leaders talking about ways to, uh, uh, you know, improve your ministry or to do your, you know, challenge you to do things different in your ministry. But yeah. Was that led by Holly or? It's very open. So yeah. Holly does a, like a leadership track. Um, mm-hmm. So me, Elijah, um, Ben, Han- uh, there's like, there's, I don't know, like 12 people on it at this point that are basically people who have either expressed interest in or Holly wants to train up or coach their ability to lead worship, whether it's from a microphone or just from their instrument and leading with the team um, to help support her, whether it's taking like praying during the service or helping with different things that would come up with the worship team. So we are all, it's just kind of help spread the load of different things. So, mm-hmm. um, that it could be really any of us, a lot of times will come with something prepared to, to discuss. So it's not even fully led by Holly. It's kind of a group led okay. effort. So cool. Yeah. But that's, that's a, like I said, it's very informal, but it's, we, I enjoy it. And Addie started going to it as well. So, yeah. um, could you share a little bit of your testimony with us, like how you came to know God? What I mean, just how yeah. you've seen Him work in your life, all that type of type of stuff. Yeah. Um, so I, like I said, I grew up in church. So it was one of those. It's weird, you know, when people talk about that day that they got saved, you know, and they're like, I know, and I'm like, ah, I don't. It's weird because it's like ah, it was sometime probably like late elementary, middle school. That's when I got baptized and like. I believe like, so it's, you know, I, I've just always done that. And I, one thing that I've always been thankful for, I think part of it comes from growing up in the church. I think some people can get hurt or have different things, but I've just always been able to have a really strong faith. So I don't have never doubted God in, in that or any of those things. Um, I think some of the big, so like growing up very involved in church in the worship ministry, that was my, I didn't do I'm very unathletic. I didn't know sports in high school, but that was music was my thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I did stuff in the worship team and I loved whenever basically the doors were open, we, I was at church. Um, and I really enjoyed that. I think once I left the church that I originally went to, and it's probably been more since I started coming here, there's more of the, hey, it's like a overused phrase, but making your faith your own kind of thing, like just challenging some of the things that I'd believed growing up and, that I, some of them, it's like, no, 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 I definitely still believe that. And then some of the questions, you know, that I never felt like I was given a good answer to, like, um, you know, why do bad things happen to good people, for example? Like one of the, and I was like, I never had like a satisfactory answer to that and kind of digging 
into scripture and just researching things on my own on what I truly believe and how I can back that up and feel at peace with between me and God on those things. But uh, up until, you know, graduated high school, me and Addie got married. Um, after we left our the original church that we went to, we actually were a part of a, we like started a church with a group of other people. Oh. Um, things went pretty south there um, for various reasons, but um, that was really hard. It's probably two years. I'd never, yeah, never lost my faith. I still believe in God, but we, it was probably almost two years we didn't go to church, but our, we had a lot of hard things um, with our marriage and between each other. And it was just a, what do we do now kind of thing. Um, and it's one of those looking back in hindsight, like if some of these things had not happened, like I, I hate to say it, like me and me and Addie have both talked about this. I don't know if we would still be married today. If all these really hard things didn't happen for us to work through and to pray about and make God the center of our marriage and not each other. Cause that's such a easy thing to do. Like mm-hmm. this is, well, this is my spouse. This person's important. They're right in front of me. I need to make them the priority there, but they aren't the centerpiece, you know, like they're, you know, that should always be God. And I think we learned a lot through that. Um, a big thing that I tell, I'll tell you guys now, since neither of you are married, I, pre-marriage counseling is great. But um, if after the first year of marriage, you get after marriage counseling is one of the, us going to marriage counseling changed our, our lives and our marriage. And it was such it, it feel like some of the things were just so minor now when I look at them, but that having someone to pray with us and talk through us on things that were unfair to each other, unfair to ourselves, things we were doing and saying, and I don't know, it was life changing. And it's, I think it's made our marriage so strong today. Um, taught us how to communicate better, how to love each other better. And obviously we're not perfect. You know, we're, we still, we still argue, we still drive each other nuts with different things, but, uh, yeah, that has just changed so much for us. And then as we went through those challenges, we ended up, uh, at this point, Elijah was employed here. Who's been one of my best friends for a long time. Um, and Landon was going here. And so my wife's, sister half of her family went here and it was like oh this kind of made sense to start going to first Mm -hmm. church um but yeah that was a hard transition going to a big church had never i was very much i felt like i was against that i i really didn't like it at first it was so hard because i was used to a church where you kind of knew everyone you know 100 120 people you can know all the families know everyone and yeah it was different that's why actually from the beginning we sat in the front row because i was like it made the church so much smaller (laughs) because you could only see a few of the people and not everyone so Huh. Yeah, and the rest is kind of, kind of you know, history from there. I mean, we've been here after coming here about a year, starting to get involved. Addie does children's ministry. I've done worship. We've done a couple small groups. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. I did start one thing that was huge, I guess. Yeah, this is really big. I don't know why I'm skipping this. So to my spiritual walk, I was like four or five years ago, I had reached out to Ryan Ward. Okay. Um, and I was like, Hey, I just want someone as like a mentor, someone that I look at and can respect. And, and, you know, someone who's raised a family is in a professional career field, you know, not like in full-time ministry and someone that I can just learn from, like how they did life and from like raising kids to like spiritual walk and keeping a balance and all of those things. And it's, uh, that was huge. 
Like it really was just having someone who, you know, 10, 15 years ahead of me, you know, in, in life and, uh, someone to talk through things, pray through things. And now, I mean, we still get together every other week and we're just really good friends now and we to just yeah. talk about stuff and, and we're there to encourage each other for things and hold each other accountable for things. And that was, that was huge for a lot of stuff. It was just, I, it was, as you kind of phrased, I was kind of almost in like a slump, I feel like in my walk with God. And it was to have someone to help push me to that, you know, what, what can I do to be, to keep my relationship with God strong? So, yeah. yeah. What's, I guess, what's the importance in having maybe a mentor? Yeah. That was something I never understood because even at like work, they'll talk about like having like a professional mentor and that I still don't fully understand. But um, in that case, I was like, I just wanted someone that like, because that was the thing, like it was like there was no structure really to Mm -hmm. it. So it's really just to have someone to get together to, I think it's almost like, people that I feel like it might be an outdated term out having like an accountability partner or something like that, but it's just someone to pray with and have like dedicated time to talk about, um, you know, we went through a handful of books together that we would just read throughout the week and have something to discuss. It was a very open space to talk about things like, Hey, this is something that I'm really struggling with. Or like, I need prayer with this. Like, whether like, Hey, I'm like really upset about this thing. I know that I'm wrong, but I'm still really <laughs> upset about it. like in different things. And just to kind of talk, you know, through that with someone and like challenges with, marriage and parenting and like I uh I one of the things I know I'm really scattered with everything I'm talking about I coming from a large family I actually didn't want kids at all um I was like nope I'm cool never having children and Addie did not feel that way and so that was kind of that was a a hard thing for us for a bit and uh that was something you know having someone else to talk to about those things that can uh they can encourage you, but not just, it's not someone that's just your cheerleader in the corner, you know, that can also challenge you. And, uh, um, I struggled when, when we decided to, to, you know, go ahead and start trying when Addie got pregnant, it was actually really hard for me. I got like, I like emotionally, it was like in my brain, my life was over. (laughs) It was, I know it sounds crazy and dramatic, but I really, really had a hard time. So um, just even having someone like for those things in life that come up just to talk to um, and just to walk you through like, here's what God says about these things. And all of that is just, yeah, just invaluable mm-hmm. to have kind of that extra voice. Yeah. Cause I mean, no one's perfect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so having someone that you said like similar career, mm-hmm. um, yeah. similar, I don't know, interests. Yeah. Well, that's the thing we've become, you values. know, me, yeah, me, that's the thing, you know, me and Ryan, like I said, we've become really good friends. We both, have a ton of the same interests and different things. We're both involved in the worship ministry and like all mm-hmm. of that stuff. So it, 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 that worked out, you know, really well in that. And that's, yeah. So it's just, it was, I, I don't think that, Oh, everyone needs to have like a, a mentor for this or a mentor for that. But for me at that time, that was a, that was a huge, huge thing for my, my spiritual walk for sure. Mm-hmm. Now I want to, I want to re- rewind a little bit. Mm-hmm. Did you grow up with Elijah as well then? Or, well, this, I can tell you the, the very funny story of me growing up with Elijah. Um, we actually, the very first church like I ever went to when I was younger, I don't really remember it a lot. Apparently, Elijah went to it too. And Landon also went to it. I vaguely remember Landon, but neither of us remember Elijah. <laughs> Me and Elijah were apparently in the same class in fifth grade. And I have no memory of this. And then one day, my mom sends me a picture of me and Elijah together. And we were like friends. And I have zero memory of it. 
And it's a running joke. Elijah says he's so forgetful because like even in high school, people are like, wait, you went to Columbia City? And yeah, and so it's, it's a running joke for us. But uh, yeah, we, we became friends in high school is when me and Elijah actually met and became friends. And we started doing worship music together. And, hmm. um, you know, we play, I mean, we used to, especially before any of us had kids, man, like we'd be up till two, three in the morning playing video games online. Like that was, that was our thing. So, yeah. What's your uh, go-to video game? Um... It changes regularly, but right now it is Diablo 4. What's that? <laughs> it is, uh, gosh, I can't even go into it. It's not as evil as it sounds, but uh, it's a big, it just launched like two or three weeks ago. So yeah, Diablo is the hot sauce at Taco Bell, though, so it can't be that bad. That's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah. There we go. We'll, we'll ignore what it means in Spanish. So, yeah, but that's different <laughs> games over time, but we, we, play, we play everything, so... Yeah, just uh, that's something I was like, it's always been able, we've talked, it's funny, there have been times when we've played games and we will be done playing the game and we'll still be in our, you know, have our headsets on and we'll talk for like two hours about life and different things going mm-hmm. on and it's just been a, a nice thing for our friendship. Even now, we still have one night a week where it's like, hey, after kids go to bed, we get on and play and that's, yeah, something that we get to do. We still get together and play board games and all that stuff, mm-hmm. so, yeah. Yeah, so it's no... It's no secret to this community that you, Elijah, Landon, mm-hmm. and Jordan mm-hmm. are all boys. Like, yeah. Um, <laughs> what's, I guess, what's the significance in having that really tight knit group of friends that you know share the same values and, mm-hmm. um, like, how has that helped you grow? How has that helped you in your faith? Yeah. Um, man, there's a lot there um so yeah we've uh, trying to think where to start it's crazy because it was it took a while before i realized how especially for men in general um as you get older and start a family and all of those things like i think a, a lot of men let their friendships and relationships go like that's something where it's like oh i'm gonna become career focused or this is all about you know this now and in uh and it wasn't, I don't know, it was, I mean, we realized at some point it was like, oh, wow, this is, like, unusual. Like, a lot of times, like, once people are getting you in their late 20s, 30s, like, having close friendships, even, and it can happen for women too, but, like, just kind of fall apart. They don't maintain them. It's just like, oh, this is my family now. This is what I do. I go to work. I take care of this. And that's, like, the end. But I think there's something hugely valuable um, in having that just some people to like it just enjoy life with and talk about like you know we we say we get together and play board games until but till one or two in the morning we even rarely play board games out late we play board games till like 11 o'clock at night and then we just talk we talk about church we talk about ministry we talk about things going in our lives and just sharing that with people who are at the same stage of life and even just talking about different ideas or different things that you've done to overcome different difficulties and just have people that you know that like I could literally, if my like dad died and I sent a text message, um, I know Elijah and Lena would be there immediately and however long it took Jordan to get here from Danville would be here. Like, <laughs> it's just like to have those people that you know you can count on and rely on because even once you're married, like you and your spouse rely on each other for everything, but there is a point where you can't burden your spouse with everything. Like it can be unfair to them for different issues or problems where they – you know, they need a break and you don't want to put mm-hmm. all of your problems on them. And I think 
having those friendships allows us to spread that weight out a little bit. Um, and to have people to just, you know, enjoy life with and have those connections to, to talk to and, and challenge you. I mean, I, you know, me and not to get too much in a different theology or anything, but me and Elijah, I would say on not obviously nothing serious, but different things in the Bible could be vastly different opinions on. And we can have a full fledged argument about it. And then we're laughing 10 minutes later. Cause it's mm-hmm. just, we know what we believe, um, you know, what the truth is, but there might be some, you know, there's lots of minor things people may disagree on the Bible that aren't a make or break, but some people do let those be a make or break. And yeah. it just challenges, you know, your faith. And there've been a lot of things I think that I helped, used to hold really strongly that I realized like, wow, this was a really dumb thing to hold strongly because it's literally mentioned in the Bible and like maybe half a sentence and there's like all disagreement about the interpretation and, you know, and that's something that I think you can having someone to challenge you in that. And, and, and sometimes it's things where it's like, Hey, no, this is what I believe. And I know I believe because I've looked into this and I've read about this and I prayed about this. And this is what I believe about who God is and what he's done. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a little small group almost, mm-hmm. but deeper. And Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it really is. I mean, the things that we'll discuss and I think that, you know, it's one of those where it's something like I having that person in your life, we've talked about in various groups, there's the, a social contract that you have with people. And, you know, if there's someone that you barely know, you know, their name and they are doing something sinful and you go to them and try and correct them, they're going to say, who the heck are you? But in that group, I think we're all pretty much free to call each other out on anything and having someone that can do that and not be a thing you're going to get up in arms about and defensive mm-hmm. about. Cause like, yeah, they know me and they know who I am and they know that I shouldn't be doing this. You know, having that as a check and a balance is really good as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's fun. <laughs> it's fruitful. Mm-hmm. Why would yeah. that be bad? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. What, uh, are you doing any kind of studies right now on your own or with Addy? Not right now. That's been something I feel like we were, we were kind of talking for a little bit about what we want to do with Trinity for things Um, with her being three and a half. And I think we've settled on, we can just keep reread, rereading the same children's Bible because as she's getting older, she understands things a little bit more. Um, But for me, I've kind of been all over the place. I want, I'm ready to do something like whether it's like a book study or something like that, I just haven't landed on what that is yet. Besides just reading random like scripture or something, I want to do yeah. something that's a little bit more focused. Um, one of the, well, there's a couple of them, but one of, I've thought about going back to, have you guys read knowledge of the Holy by A.W. Tozer? Mm. I would highly recommend it. That was one of the greatest, um, just books about God ever. It's all about knowledge of the Holy. It just talks about the different aspects of God. Um, the chapters are like three pages and you'll read a paragraph and be like, I just need to pray now because <laughs> it's just, it's just really, really heavy um, theological stuff and tons of scripture and tons of just talking about who God is. And just even in my prayer life and in my worship, it changed me drastically. But I've thought about going back to that because I, I really okay. loved it. And it's always uh, a good to have a reminder of who God is. So yeah, what's yeah. uh, what's some of your favorite? Some of your most challenging? Just 
scriptures you've read or books? Oh, um, I think we can do what we want with this because some people might consider this like completely wrong. I th- one of the really oh gosh, what was the name of it? Was it Let Go? I think, and it was just talking about understanding trials that you go through. Um, and I, I'm not going to act for a second. Like my life has been filled with trials. I'm very thankful for, I have not experienced a ton of them, but how God can use those. And, um, that, you know, the whole trying to come to terms with why am I going through the suffering and why isn't it gone? And, um, getting hindsight to look back on things. I think you go, wow, my life changed on this, went on this course drastically because this thing happened and I learned so much through this experience that prepared me for this thing, I think was one of the, I think accepting that as a, there is a reason for trials and challenges and, and things that you go through. Um, I think it was just accepting that fact was really hard for me. Like there is, uh, at the end of the day, you know, God wants us to be healthy spiritually. Like that's like if there, you know, there are things that will happen to you that'll make your faith stronger or will bring you closer to God that in the moment might hurt elsewhere, (laughs) you know, because that's, that's the ultimate goal. And I think recognizing that is the ultimate goal was really hard for me. Is that kind of like, you know, um, storms are going to come, but when the foundations on God, it, exactly it'll be good yeah mm-hmm. yep like knowing yeah knowing that and then it's again it's every situation is different i can't speak to everyone's situation i think people have different experiences with that but knowing that um that when those things happen you're gonna be okay and trusting god um it's just yeah it's, it's still a challenge. It's still, it's still very, very yeah. hard for me. I am, I'm a, uh, I like to be in control and I like to plan things out. I know I'd already said that. And so when there's times where it's like, I can, it's like, God, I need to give this to you as hard as it may be and know that you, at the end, you, you know, want what's best for me. No, that's so that's not, cool. I think, I mean, that's lots of scriptures speak to that. It's just that, that mm-hmm. idea and that concept was very challenging for me. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Yep. Yeah. What you got? No, nothing off the top of my head. No. What do you have? You got? Got any questions for us? I got my mm. one question out of the way. Hmm. What uh? What do you guys want for the like the future of the podcast? Do you have like a long term vision for what you see yourselves doing with it? I. I don't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm just. I mean, I just go week by week, see what God has in store for it. I mean. I'm not a big planner, so yeah. <laughs> exact opposite of you. Yeah. Um, I like to just fly by the seat of my pants, just whatever God has in store, that's what he's got. And so wherever he takes it, he takes it. If it if we stop next week, so be it. It's God's will. I mean, Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I've touched a lot of times the point of this, um, and I would just like to get um, more people like <laughs> hear more stories, hear more who people are, maybe some, maybe some people that, you know, maybe aren't as seen in mm-hmm. the church, yeah. um, I think would be really neat. Maybe like, you know, Riley um, was on the podcast mm-hmm. a while ago. He's up in the booth, but works here, part big part of Sunday mornings and, yeah. 
everything so that that's neat um you don't even have to work here for me to consider you that but yeah. um and even people that um like i'll i'll call them out brad like mm-hmm. people like that i would really love to hear their story because we see them so much but then i'm like oh well where'd he grow up how did he get to know jesus i think yeah. that's you see these people but you don't actually know these people so you yeah. want to put a story to their face not just a name mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i think there's i think there's so much value in that for one like you said yeah getting to know i, I feel like i know a little bit more about that person who's up on stage speaking or singing mm-hmm. or whatever they're doing and then i think there's the aspect too of wow this person went through these challenges i'm going through these challenges this is someone who's on the other side that i can talk to yeah i think is a really cool like aspect of that that you can see as well and um it makes people more accessible it's weird it blows my mind the amount of like people that have that when holly and they're people who are on the team now but they're like oh i could never be on the stream i'm not as good as that and it's like slow down there for a second <laughs> the majority is majority of us on here are like ama- self-taught amateurs <laughs> like, i mean you're we, average i'm yes very very <laughs> average there are like four or five professional musicians we have on the worship team everyone else is i mean there's a lot of them that are above average but just we're not doing anything perfectly mm-hmm. like we're just just saying god we want to give you our best and we want to worship you and uh i think that our worship music is extremely blessed because of that. Um, and we have extremely good leadership and just a great spirit of like just being cooperative. Like we just want to work together and we want to do it well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I like going to worship practice on Thursdays is fun. Like it really is like working through stuff, playing together. We all get to, ju- I, it's just, it's a great experience. And nice. I, and I think people, and it's, I don't fully understand it. And I think it's cause I've been so comfortable with not like being on a stage, but being able to go up on a stage, it's not intimidating to me, but it is to other people. So like, it's nice for people to know, like I'm literally a normal person. There's nothing special yeah. about me being on the, like the word, like, please, like, you know? And so I think that's for anyone who's on stage and for the pastors and everyone, like we're, we're all people and we all have uh, interests and hobbies and we have flaws and we have things that we question. I think that's, that's important. Shows, you know, um, like Rob shows, he's not perfect. He yeah. didn't have a perfect, life and mm-hmm. like. which there's there's something beautiful about knowing that nothing's perfect because if we were all perfect then we wouldn't need god mm-hmm. so i don't want to be perfect because i want god yeah and i want eternal life with god so there's just something beautiful about knowing that we're imperfect so we need god and god loves us mm-hmm. even though we are imperfect exactly yeah i think that's one of the um one of the coolest things I feel like I ever, and it wasn't, it wasn't even from scripture, but that I ever feel like I learned about God was after it was, I don't know, like a year or so after we had Trinity, I was like, wow. Like, and everyone said, you'll never understand what it's like to have a child until you have one. And everyone who said that was right. Um, but I was like, I love her so much. And then just one day I felt like it just hit me. I was like, Oh, but God loves me so much more than that. And it was just this crazy oh, feeling cool. of like, Oh my gosh, like he like I can't even comprehend how much he loves me as terrible as I am and all the things that I mess up and he's still like yeah, it's just yeah. It's a crazy oh. thing. That's neat. You really didn't believe people when they said you wouldn't know having a kid's like uh, No, I was, well I told you when I said like yeah. when I struggled, like my big I 
gosh, this is going to sound terrible. I do not enjoy children. Um, I don't really like children. I tolerate them. I try my best. I'm, you know, me and Ben Harlan joke, like, you know, he does Bear Lake Camp with all these kids. And I was like, I don't know how you do that. And he's like, I don't know how you talk to adults all day. He's like, adults are terrible. You know, (laughs) we're all built differently. Kids are not my thing. And I was terrified. I was like, what if I have a child and I don't like it? And everyone was like, no, 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 you will. And I'm like, I hope so. I really do. It's, it's happening now. And yeah, it all worked out. So, you know, do, it, it, that, that was a huge fear for me. Do you? like? Yeah, I absolutely love her. Okay. Yeah, she's the best. <laughs> she's the greatest. She's the greatest child ever. No child will ever be here. So she's the best. Yeah. No, it's it, it was, yeah. So that's been, that was, yeah, that was a huge, huge fear of mine. And, and uh, very much uh, unnecessary fear, thankfully. Hmm. <laughs> all right. I'm going to put you on the spot here to put someone else on the spot who uh, should come out and be on the podcast. Oh, see, I was already questioning, like, should I give you, I definitely was going to give you names. Uh, Ryan, Ryan Ward, you're up. Ryan would be great. <laughs> I'll just clip that and send it to him. <laughs> yep. You're up. There you go. <laughs> that'd be, that'd be really interesting. Wow. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank no you, problem. Ryan. Well, <laughs> we'll see we, we look forward to talking to you next week. <laughs> That's good. Uh, It'll be hilarious if he's the next one posted. After he'll you. totally do it. He'll totally do it. Oh yeah, but uh, cool. You're ready for this? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm prepared. Ready I thought about this before I even got here today. Final question: Dream vacation? Go. Yes, dream vacation um, is. Gosh, now I'm thinking now about how nerdy this is going to sound. So, in Missouri, there is a ranch that a guy built. It is called the Board Gamers Ranch. It's 170 acres, so it has a lot of outdoor stuff, ATVs, I think like kayaking, all sorts of stuff. But then the facility, trying to remember the square footage, but they have 2,200 board games, can comfortably like have 20 people stay there. You can stay there for however long you want, like normally about like and a you week get stay. The whole facility when you stay there. The entire facility you hmm. get there, like. I don't know how many TVs they have. They have an entire place set up with computers for like video gaming and then the, all the board games that you could ever want. So it's uh, it's not like it is attainably like financially. It's not like it's like out there, like it's so expensive. I'll never be able to do this, but it's getting things to line up, whether it was getting a bunch of couples to go, but not all couples like games. It can only be on my only be one person. Um, or a big group of guys to go. So it's it's something someday I would like to do, but it's, you know, it's a week off to spend doing something like that. And uh, it's, you know, it's in Missouri and yeah. That so. would be insane. Uh, yeah, I'm, I would, it would be, it would be a I blast. didn't even know there was 2,200 board games in existence. It's, so that was when I, when I became better friends with Elijah and he had like 10 games that I'd never heard of before. And he's like, oh yeah, yeah, they're these, whatever more obscure board games and they were awesome well since that time the industry of that has grown i can't remember what the stat was it was like there's like hundreds of new board games come out every year huh. that you've never heard of and never will hear of because some of them aren't great yeah elijah has 70 80 i think games what's your favorite game twilight imperium it is an eight to twelve hour board game jeez it <laughs> is one of the greatest experiences ever <laughs> It is fantastic. We Who has eight to twelve hours. We have a goal once a year to play this game. We get a okay. It's a once. It's a once a year. It's yeah, not, no, you can't play it. No, no, no. It's. I mean, you could, but it's like we'll, we'll pick rip a, a quick Saturday. Game one Tuesday night. 
You yeah, can't do no, that. No, no, it's not. It's not one of our just regular get-togethers. It's we, whoever's going to play, we all agree to it. Uh, Saturday morning, nine o'clock. You show up until we finish it. Huh? We'll take a break for lunch. <laughs> That's it. We did it. Uh, oh. It was me. Who is it? It was me. Just four of us. The last one was me, Elijah, Landon, and Ryan Ward. Ryan won, but it was good. It was you know me, Elijah, and Ryan. We were pretty neck and neck in that last. I turn, would but. hate to spend twelve hours of my life to lose. Here's the thing again, and I lost. It's still fantastic. There's it's like losing, winning, losing. It can be frustrating when you lose sometimes, but like the experience of the game is such a fun game. Huh? I can get. I can really nerd out just talking about it. It's so great. I kind of want to play it. Kind of do too. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, I'll, I'll talk to Elijah. He has it, so we'll we'll see. Maybe the next one it'll be uh, Josh, Josh and Zach can join us. We can do a podcast. You have, you have to have again. You have to have the stamina to sit through for <laughs> again eight to twelve hours. <laughs> all right. Do you guys play board games at all? Uh, we're into, I'm into Catan a lot. I just uh, play Catan with him. Yeah. I'm not a big yeah. board gamer, but Catan Catan for these types of games like is like the intro. Yeah. That pulls you into some gotcha. of the more obscure games. So. Yeah. Elijah would probably want to test you guys first on a lighter uh, game than Twilight Imperium to see if you enjoyed it before asking you to commit an entire day. So. Yeah, I've reached recently branched into the expansions of mm-hmm. Catan. Yeah, it's like Seafarers, Cities and Nights. It's and a crazy world. It is. It's just the beginning, man. It's just the beginning. <laughs> just the beginning. Oh, no. Don't, don't hit me with this. You're going to have <laughs> 150 board games by the end of next year. No chance. I've rent. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Thank you for coming on, Seth. you have any closing thoughts? No. Great. Yeah, no keep, one ever does. Yeah. <laughs> keep it up. Keep it up. <laughs> <laughs> Don't hate the man for not having closing thoughts. Do you have any closing thoughts? It's been great. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say. I was going to say it was great. <laughs> All right. Cool. Thank you. Ryan, you're next. Um, we'll see you next week. Peace. Peace. Peace.